Real life, real estate, what is up everybody? I hope you're doing great today. We are going to jump into some real estate goodness uh, and some real life goodness. Why real estate? Why real life? Well, because you know what? Uh, just selling real estate isn't enough. Life is, uh, fuck, it's a pendulum, and that sucker's always swinging, so you got to be prepared for it, and uh, we're going to dive right in today. Uh, today is Q&A. I got my man, Tony Strozier, in the house. What's up, Tony? Good morning, good morning. I am John Wentworth, uh, owner-operator, Wentworth Real Estate Group, and a whole bunch of other shit, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, the real estate side of it, like I said, is just it is what it is. But hey, it's a lot of people out there that we can help uh, through these Q&As. And that's really what I'm focused on is, you know, taking what we've learned over the last 15 years and and helping people not have to go through the mistakes we made and also sharing knowledge with them that we've learned along the way. Sounds good. You ready better, you better get. You, I'm, I'm ready. What's up, man? How you been? I'm doing good, man. Uh, today is it's, Wednesday. It is. I was going to say Tuesday, so I'm, I'm glad you're alive and well. So are you. Good to see you again. Amen. And be here. Amen. Let's get this party started. Well, so you know what? Here's what I've noticed lately, right? And a little bit off topic here, but I think let's start with some goodness, right? We always have three questions, three Q and As, but let's throw in a little extra. Um, and I think the extra is going to probably lead into one of your questions because we just got done with our accountability group and I see you have accountability written down. I, do. so I don't know exactly what you're going to ask, but, uh, how, you know, shit, you've been sitting on the accountability groups. Tell me what you think. Well, I tell you what I think about accountability. People, if they know what accountability means, they take it and they run with it and they want to do it and they want to achieve because they know it's to help them. So we run these accountability groups here at our office, right? Um, Tony's been here a long time, so he's seen all different forms of them. What is the difference you're seeing now from this accountability group that I'm running? The difference that I see now is people are coming with the commitments to help them. I'm going to use the word because this is a open mic. No bullshit. Right, word. No bullshit commitments. Yeah. And what it is is that's to help them build their business like you, we had a, one today, and he was like, hey, don't tell me about you're going to wash your laundry. You're going to do that. You're yeah. going to do that on a, so yeah. give me something that's going to help you yeah. in Well, you know, you know, business. I think there's a part of it, right, where people just, they haven't thought deep enough about really what they need to commit to, to have an impact on their life and on their business. And so the easy way out is just to give some blase blah bullshit, but you know. Right. We're not right. taking that blase blah. Ain't taking it. I like it. No, if I'm going to help you and I'm going to impact you, I can't let you tell me about you're going to make your bed and do your laundry. And another <laughs> thing I'm really, I really like is uh, we do these groups and we um, we have we have commitments that that's set even for me and you. The door closes at ten oh one. Bro, it closes and does what? Click, click. It locks. It locks. Ten oh one, and which is awesome. And they, hey, I got there today. People were sitting there ready to go. That says something right there. Like, well, but isn't that isn't that mean? If I'm three minutes late, isn't that okay? Why would you lock me out? No, I'm gonna tell you what I learned. <laughs> if something starts at ten and you're not at you there better, at nine, you better damn be there. You're late. You get somewhere that starts at ten, you're late. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's well, the way I grew up. Our society isn't like that anymore. Now it's all yeah. cuddle and baby yeah. and oh, yeah. it's okay. No, it's not okay. You know, and here's the thing. And and obviously you got a question there about accountability. I should jump in on that in a minute. But at the end of the day, what we do in our lives on a daily basis, how we show up, is how we perform. And that's whether if if that's at the office. Well, if if you're showing up late to my shit. I got to wonder, are you showing up late to your shit? <laughs> and Especially and, appointments, right? And, yeah, and if your shit is an appointment, then you're showing up late to my shit. So it's just it's just conditioning quality behavior in people, and I think that's so important. So anyway, let's jump in, Tony. What do we got for today? And right. and, and, and where, do, where would people uh, send their questions, right? 
So they want to send their questions to uh, questions at johnwentworthgroup.com. If you have real estate specific questions or just questions about life, uh, faith journey, whatever it may be, send those questions to questions at johnwentworthgroup.com. Now, Tony's like, oh shit, do we even have that email address? No, we just made it up, so we'll go get it. And that means it will be happening. <laughs> that means it'll be done by the day. That's right. All right, cool. Let's jump in. Tom. So, all right. Good morning, John Johns. Let's, let's get this party started. And my first question for you today, I got written down commitments and accountability. But the first thing I want to ask you, is there a difference between commitments and accountability? Well, so obviously we just got out of our commitment group, right? Which is probably why you thought of this question. Um, and so let me walk, let me walk through both of these before I try to answer what's the difference. Because yeah, there's a difference, right? A commitment is something that you declare and it has three components to it. And and here's the thing. And, and you know, I got to give a shout out to my man, John Chaplack, right? And and for, for creating this, refining it. I'm sure he took pieces of what he's learned along the way and created this and refined it. But here's the bottom line. People cast. Someone actually asked this today in, in the commitment group, somebody newer to the group. Is this like goal setting? No. no. Because here's the problem with goal setting. You know, people talk about their big why and the big goal. And I'm going to do this by next year. Awesome. What are you doing today? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing this week? And I think too often people think really broad. So here's what a commitment consists of. It's, it's specific, okay? It's measurable. The, the sp being specific means it usually has a number tied to it, right? I am going to call and have 15 conversations with past clients each day for five days a week. Right now, some people say, well, I don't have, I don't even know what the hell 15 times five is, but 30, 60, 75, I don't have 75 past clients. Okay, well, <laughs> I do. Um, but if you don't have 75 past clients, you wouldn't commit to that. You commit to some other measurement, something measurable. It, so it has a number assigned to it and it also has a deadline. Right. Here's the problem with goals. What's the deadline on that goal? Next year? So when are you going to figure out whether you hit it or not? Next year? get to it. Well, then you, but if you, you know what I'm saying? If you're waiting until next year to figure out if you hit the shit or not, and you didn't hit it, how are you going to make it Make it up? How are you going to fix it? So the idea here is that these commitments are specific, measurable, and actionable, right? So specific a number. Um, I, I either did it or I didn't, right? I am going to call five past clients for five days, specific. Now, it's measurable. Five times five is 25. Did I have 25 conversations, right? Did I reach it by the deadline, which in our group, it's one week. You have seven days to complete this. And seven days, because if I didn't, if, if I got off course, I can fix that. I can alter it and make sure that I achieve it in the next week. So I'm building wins on wins on wins on wins on wins instead of casting this, casting this great big vision that most likely, you know, people most, most often don't hit these goals, right? One, they make them in an emotional state, so they're really not even that important to them, or they make goals based on what other, what they think other people want them to do. So um, specific, measurable, actionable. Can I take action behind the things that I committed to? And then it's real simple. There's no, there's no gray area here. You either did the shit or you didn't. That's right. Right? And so accountability then, the other side of it is, is I think there's two forms of accountability. I, and I think the one that lacks most is our holding ourselves accountable to what we said we're going to do. And, and what we notice when we don't do that is we start to tell the story of why it didn't happen instead of recognizing shit. 
I just didn't do it. That sounds like an excuse to it, me. It's excuse making, right? And that and that's just it. And so I think that from per, from a personal growth standpoint, we have to recognize when we start telling ourselves a story on why we didn't get it done, again, we heard it today. And it, it's not from a place of judgment inside of these accountability groups. But what I'm telling and sharing right now is that if you're telling a story on why you didn't get something done, you have one question to ask yourself. In the realm of all that is possible, Besides my bullshit excuses and my story, could I have gotten it done? And the answer is almost always yes, right? So the accountability then is accountability upon ourselves to make sure that we do what we say we're going to do or what we committed to. And then the other accountability is a part of accountability is having somebody hold you accountable without judgment, right? So that you can recognize because at the end of the day, if we're not holding ourselves accountable and we know this, we got 50 people here, these people all love to be held accountable, right? That's even right. though it's a little bit scary, um, even though sometimes they don't always love it in the moment, but the truth is the truth. And I think that's what we're really getting at is, can you handle the truth? Right. Who said that shit? Wasn't that like in a movie or something? I don't know. I I, you can't handle the truth. Okay. What was that from? I don't remember. Well, you're no, supposed no. to know everything. I don't know that. So that's the difference between accountability and, and, and commitments. And, and these two things alone can be the separator, right? The differentiator. That's a big-ass word. The differentiator in your life and in your business. Uh, I love those answers, and I'm going to end this on this. You're going to end this? We got more? No, in, <laughs> no I'm going to end up talking about accountability okay. on this note. In our accountability groups... John doesn't hold you accountable. You have a partner that holds you accountable. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, and a partner that you check in with, right? And a partner that helps facilitate what it is that you've declared. And here's the thing. These commitments aren't mine. They're yours. And and there's a lot of transparency in that because if you can't hit your own shit, then again, you get to reflect seven days later on, you know, listen, some people crush their commitments. And you can always tell when they declare them, right? Correct right? They're always super specific, super measurable. And you can tell right away. They're like, I am committed to X. I'm committed to Y. I'm committed to Z. When somebody lays them out like that, chances are they're going to hit them when they already start telling the story. Well, you know, I got to do this. And so then I, I'm going to do and then, And so then my commitment is this. When you hear the story, you already know you're going to get a story when they didn't hit it also. So just refining that and helping them shape their commitments. Listen, today, Three, three commitments is what we asked for. Two business, one personal. Right. Today someone made five. What do we tell them? Uh, we need three. Yeah, we need three. Well, those other two are important to me too. Well, then fucking do them. Right. But this is accountability group is three. Right. We're holding you accountable three. If you want to do more, that's your thing. But, but what happens is people put too much more on their plate. And what does it do? It gives them an excuse not to do the shit that was most important to them. Well, I had so much. Well, you put too much on your plate. That's why I only want three. It's kind of like, what am I going to get done in today? I'm going to do 5,000 things? No. I, I look at my day. What are the things I must get done today? And then I get those things done. And I do that every single day instead of thinking, I got a million things to do and I only got a couple of done. I get, I get specific. I write them down. You've seen my shit, oh, yeah. right? What are the five things I must get done today? Now, we talked about commitments and accountability. My next question for you, John, is... Are we going to talk some real estate? Yeah, we are going to talk. Okay. About. What's right, the hardest it. things for the agents to overcome? I mean, that's not very specific, right? That could be some shit they got going on in their life. I don't know. But inside of their business... Inside of their business. Um, you know, I, I think there's two things. One is getting outside of their comfort zone. And two is being truly coachable. You know, and a lot of people think coachable is like, oh, yeah, I mean, people, listen... We asked this question. We talked about this on the last podcast. People believe that because they listen to what you said 
and didn't respond negatively, that that means they're coachable. No, coachable means you listened to what I said and you took action on the shit that I told you about. That's right. Right? That's coachable. Uh, I used an example on the last podcast about being in the gym, right? Like uh, when, when Coach Alex is, is telling me some stuff, I don't debate whether he's right or wrong. He's the coach, right? I don't then say, oh, yeah, I'll do it next time. I do it then. And then I say, thank you, coach, right? The example I used last week was I was doing handstand push-ups. You know, he came over. He said, hey, you're doing a great job. You got to keep your knees closer together because you're waver. You're, you know, you're kind of getting sideways, right? Because I got my legs apart. So I'm unbalanced is the word I'm looking for. Keep your knees closer together. Bring them down closer to your chest and then do your push-up. I did that shit. I was like, wow, it's a lot easier now. That's what coachable is. Right. Right? It isn't like, well, this is how I've always done it. Well, right. it, okay, great. But you've always done it wrong. So I think that is one thing is truly being coachable. Right? And then the second piece um, is getting out of your comfort zone. You know, especially in today's world, um, you know, in, in real estate, is a, that's a hands-on game, man. You, if you think you're just going to go sit in an office and, and someone's going to come knock on your shit. Good luck. Yeah, I want to buy a house. That does not happen. Yeah. You know, you've got to be conversating with people. So I think, it's, I think it's people getting outside of their comfort zone. And a lot of that is video. A lot of that is making phone calls. A lot of that is, you know, getting out in the community, being seen, mm-hmm. being conversational with people, being able to interact in, from an authentic place in the moment, right? Where I can walk in. Here's a great exercise. We got to do this shit. Okay. We're going to take all the new agents from now on as we hire them. We're taking them to fucking VGs and they, they can't come out of VGs until they have three conversations with three different people. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Getting outside of your comfort zone. That's what you do. Now, that would even be a little bit uncomfortable for me. Well, really, it wouldn't. I'll go do that shit right now. I, do <laughs> I would love I, it. I, I, I do it. I actually, would, I actually would like that. Um, but getting people to the point where they do uh, like that or can do that without feeling those feelings that they get. Because when you have those nervous feelings, it's see, it's being seen by the client. And the client is looking for a confidant. They're looking for somebody that is not um, nervous or insecure or afraid to be uncomfortable. They're looking for someone to guide them and they need somebody to guide them. So you've got to be willing to get uncomfortable. You've got to be willing to have conversations in the moment. And that authenticity piece, which is why it's one of our core values, be authentic is like, you can't be robotical. <clears throat> You've got to be able to be who you are. Also doesn't mean you can show up in sweatpants to a freaking showing, right? That's right. You, so you've got to be a chameleon, but you've, you've got to take be what, a what? You, chameleon. Okay. You've got to be able to take what you learn and, and then blend it with your authentic self. Because when you are able to be your authentic self, that's when, that's when your gift comes out. And I think that's that other piece of all of this is, Agents need to be able to free themselves of how they're of, of the judgment that they think people are putting on them when really it's them putting judgment on themselves. Okay, John, I love that. Now let me ask you this. Do you ever hear this? But John, I don't like making calls. I'd rather text. What do you think about that? You know, listen, there is a place for texting, right? There really is. Um, I don't know exactly where or when it is, but it's probably not as often as you think. And and here's what happens. People text because it's just easier. Now, on the other end, right, how does the client want to receive 
your call, your info, whether it's a call, whether it's a text, whether it's an email. Well, I don't know. How have you been communicating with them in the past? Have you not talked to them in 30 days? Like there's different reasons for different lines of communication. But at the end of the day, until you have somebody on the phone, how are you going to ever have a real conversation with them? Because we know through text, stuff can be miscrewed. You know what your text should read is, is now a good time to call you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you've got to get people on the phone. And in real estate, you know, one of the things that people too often are focused on is, well, is there something in it for me? And if that is your mindset in real estate, you will not last. You will not make it. Sure, you'll have some, you'll have some fortune in the beginning, but you will not sustain because you're, there's, there's going to be times when you don't get what you want. And if what you want is money, you're in the wrong damn game. And that applies to probably anything in life. If what your intentions are is to serve others, well, then good things will come along. Sometimes through serving others, it's saying, hey, I'm happy for you that you bought a house through another realtor because my dumbass didn't follow up with you. Or when I answered the phone, I was not good on the phone or because I thought I was so great, you would just call me rather than me call you. I've heard clients say to agents, well, I hadn't heard from you. You know, I'm sorry. I ended up talking to another agent. Well, yeah, because they didn't call you because they're, they're they just, probably text them. They probably text them, right? <laughs> Listen, we just heard an agent the other day, had a conversation with somebody, a Zillow Flex lead, right? Um, was looking for their daughter, their daughter as actually working with another realtor. They, they, put a deal together at some point, blah, blah, blah. Our agent still kept conversation with the mother because that's what the mother's probably going to do someday. Call them. Buy or sell real estate. Sorry, buy, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, buy, or buy or sell, sell real sorry, estate, right? Yeah. So, and that is occurring now. So you have to understand that every person that you meet is, is an opportunity to do one thing and that's build a relationship. Whether you sell them something or not is secondary. You have to take one person at a time, one relationship at a time, and you have to do a great job with that. And the easiest way to do a great job is, is what is in it for them, not what's in it for you. And if what's in it for them sometimes is you hand them a PA and they for sale by owner, awesome. Glad I could help you. And people, people miss that so much these days. Yeah, all right. Well, John, we've been, we're rolling right along here. I got one more thing I would like to talk about, have you talk about, and the importance of creating a legacy. Mm, this is a deep question. Um, this is a real deep question. I'll, I'll go right to, uh, you know, I've never thought about that for a long time until recently, right? I mean, okay. I may be turning 50 and, and have a surgery on my ass, figure that one out for me. But, but really and truly, here's what, I never thought about that because it's never been about me, right? And, and a legacy would be about... I always felt like it was about when people brought that up, it felt weird to me. Like, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Then I recognized two things. One, the legacy isn't about me. It's about what do I leave behind where everyone can still sustain it and flourish inside of this environment. So that was a big one for me to recognize that and to understand that. The second piece happened. In fact, I'm going to pull this shit up right now. And the reason I know I can pull this up so quickly is because all my emails are marked red except this one. So all I got to do is unread emails. Uh, I'm going to spare you the guy's name, but essentially this is from December 21st of 2021. Okay. That would be two years ago. Yeah. Almost two, almost yeah, two years ago. Almost two years ago. So it basically says, Mr. Wentworth, this is so-and-so. I own a dental practices all over uh, Michigan. I found a receipt from possibly your grandfather, John Wentworth, MD. I have enclosed a photo of that receipt. If he was indeed your grandfather, know that he is still held in high esteem by my mother and father as their pr best primary care physician. My father was his last patient for the day before he passed away. 
So that receiving that email made me recognize, okay, there is something bigger, right? And I mean, this is what's really cool. Here's a picture of that receipt. I'll have to, uh, Christian, I'll have to throw this thing up on the, uh, on the screen here, but five, seven, 73. Oh, wow. Five, seven, 73. The bill for a doctor's visit, $12. Wow. <laughs> I like to visit. I like to have that receipt now. That get, You can't even get it. You can't even spend less than $12 to drive to the doctor right cup, now. A cup of coffee costs you $12. <laughs> So, so that is, those are the two things that really made me recognize, okay, this legacy thing isn't really about me. It's, it's what carries on, uh, for the goodness of this company, you know, and as we built this company and, you know, by the grace of God, we've crossed so many hurdles that I know agents and teams specifically are facing right now, you know, and one of those is, um, that the team lead the, the, however they define themselves, the rainmaker being able to be out of sales and still have a profitable business. You know, most real estate, like it looks good on the outside, but when you peel back the curtain and I feel badly that this is the way and I want to help these people. Uh, and we're talking actually about a mastermind about that right now. There's so many people that if that agent steps out of production, they're in the red, mm -hmm. they're negative. They're not making money. And, and that means you don't have a business. And so I've always been, and I think this is where I blurred the lines between legacy and, and, you know, whatever else I think it is in my mind was I needed to build this business so that if I died tomorrow, you know, people are like, oh, don't say that. I'm like, listen, we're all dying, right? But if, you, if, that, if, that, if that makes you feel bad, if I got kidnapped by aliens tomorrow, mm -hmm. besides they're going to mourn me a little bit and you're going to sing at my funeral, you know, and, and everybody's going to show I'm up. and kill them first. taking <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully there's a great number of people there because hopefully I had a big impact on a lot of people in a deep way, right? I do think about that, like, what is your legacy, man? A whole ton of people at my funeral. That matters to me. Um, not because I want to be necessarily celebrated. I want I want to have that big of an impact on that many people. Uh, I digress here. But the point of the uh, the legacy side of it into our business was if that were to happen to me, right? Tomorrow I die. After you mourn me, which I'm no dummy. It's just going to be for a little bit because life goes on. And I want life to go on after you mourn and celebrate my life that your business is not, not disrupted. You go right back to running, to doing what you do inside of a Wentworth real estate group. Right. And that's when I know we have a business. Well, that's where we're at. I mean, essentially I'm out of sales. Right. And so many agents are stuck in sales. So that, that again is one of those things that started making me look at my legacy different because I didn't want to, that to be that self self absorbed feeling. So, at, at the end of the day now, creating a legacy has become a little bit more important to me only because I can tie it to why is it important to others, right? How does it impact my family personally? How does it impact my family inside of this business? How does it impact Wentworth Real Estate Group as a whole? Because right now, you know, we've got 50 people feeding their families because of this company, right? right? By next year, it's going to be 100 people. In five years, it's going to be friggin' 500. So... That, that that to me is that legacy piece that this keeps going long after me and provides job, job security, uh, happiness, employment, um, faith, family, friends, fitness, like all those things that we're building inside of that. That's, you know, the legacy when 20 years after I'm dead, people are still working out in the gym in the basement. Wow. I love it. I love it. I, um, legacy. I mean, I want to, I want to um, piggyback on this legacy and uh, what do you think? about you being in this business 
and not part of part of your legacy is helping others like you do now, but also teaching them also. Is that part of your legacy also, helping <clears throat> others and then wanting them to be very successful? And the only way they can be very successful is listening, you teaching. Is that part of your legacy also, or is it just what you just talked about? I mean, I, at the end of the day, sure, that's part of what the culmination of it all, you know, but the, but there's a point where as we get so big, I'm not going to, I can't be one-on-one -on -one with every single person. So people have to walk through these do doors, you know, understanding that, um, you know, what we've built is what's sustainable, not because I can sustain it. It has to be able to sustain itself. And, and that goes back to, commitment and accountability people need to walk through these doors we want the best we don't want people that want to half-ass shit we don't want a people that aren't in the marketplace serving our community serving our clients at the highest level right i mean that's why you see last year we had over 26 agents that sold over 5 million volume that's unheard of we want the whole to be great not parts of it right, right. so you know I, I i don't know if that is i really don't i guess part of it would be yes because if we build the systems and the processes correctly whether i'm dead or alive they move they go Go on but my personal touch on every single person I mean it's going to get to a point yeah. where I'm not going to be you know when we hire our 500th person I'm not going to be as close with that person right. as I am with the 50th we hired or the fifth that we hired so you know I, I guess that's the best way that I can answer that question is that the pro systems and the processes right. play into part of that legacy because it continues to support the growth of people personally and professionally. I think that would be part of the legacy is did we build something big enough, strong enough, sustainable enough that it continues to support um, the growth of people both personally and professionally. All right, I like it now. And that's going to take, and look, that's going to take other people stepping up inside of this that's thing. That's right. Right? You know, so often like, oh, you got to do this and you got to, well, fuck, I can't do everything. Well, I can't true. I can't do everything that's right. and and also at the same time I have to empower others to do things right I mean you know people that like well you know when when you hired this person you kind of stepped away well yeah because I hired them to do the job right and and I entrusted them to do the job and if they fail that's on them and here's the other piece is that if I don't give somebody the latitude to go have that success I don't want to I don't want to micromanage people I don't want to be helicoptered I'm not a helicopter parent I don't want to micromanage people I want to manage people but they have to own their own results. How do they do that? Through commitment and through accountability. Uh, this is another awesome session. And those people are hard to find. Yeah, right. Another awesome session. Let's remind I think that goes people. back, though, uh -oh, right quick. Uh -oh. <laughs> walk the walk. Talk, talk the talk. talk. It's easy to talk. Right? I used to always say this to the kids when I coached. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. Awesome. I don't need to hear you. I need to see you do it. I don't need to hear you tell me about it. I need to see you do it. The result is in the action. The result is in the effort. The result isn't in what you say. That's all bullshit. People can say whatever they want to say. What are you doing? I like it. Now, let's rewind these people out there. Questions at johnwentworthgroup.com. Yeah, send them We're in. We're going to get that right. We're going to get that today, right? You're getting it today, bro. It's on you to go get it. You're accountable to getting that shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going to walk away and forget all about it because I have an appointment with my uh, accountant at 1145. All right. So... And it's 1137. Questions and answers, guys. Questions 
at johnwentworth.com. Yeah, send them in, guys. Personal, professional. Um, definitely, if you're a realtor, a team lead, uh, you're in that space. Man, those are the people that I really want to help and have an impact on. But listen, what I know is that it's real estate, but it's also real life. And I got so much, uh, you know, listen, 15 years in this, I've actually built something. I'm not talking out of theory, right? Uh, we're standing in a 12,000 square foot building that by the grace of God, we own. Uh, and uh, that doesn't make me great. It just means I've done it. And I want to help other people get there, especially those people that are stuck, man. Being a team lead. Listen, I remember I remember going into, you people talk about your savings account. I remember taking loans to get us through the winter, right? January, February, March, because it was so slow. Why? Well, because what I understood is what are the things I need to continue to do at all cost? Marketing, branding, right? Those are things, and people confuse those two, by the way, they're very different. These are the things that I'm talking about that people need to understand is I remember, I remember taking from our home equity loan to keep the doors afloat. And I hate the fact that other people are doing that right now. And, and, and it all comes back to so many fixable things inside of their business, but are they coachable? Because I've had conversations with people and pointed things out and the motherfuckers just go doing the same thing. And, and now I know that they're more in red than your sweater you're wearing right now. (laughs) And so You've got to be, you know, it's easy to ask questions. When you're coachable, you take action on the questions, even if you're not sure because you're trusting the person that you've entrusted with. Don't ask me a damn question and then go go do the shit. That's disrespectful to me. Right. Right. So those are the people that I really want to have an impact on. But again, it's real estate and it's real life because outside of real estate, let, let me just tell this, by the way, selling shit's easy. It's everything else that goes into it where it's the challenge and it's our personal lives uh, and it's management of the lives of a lot of other people as well. So that's all we got for you today. Love you guys. Questions at johnwentworthgroup.com. What you got, Tony? You look like you want to you want to sing, don't you? Sign No, sign it off with real life, real estate. Love Tony it, Tone and John Wentworth. On the microphone.